Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. This is the season four finale, and this episode is going to be a fun one because I'm answering listener questions and sharing a few personal stories. It's really hard for me to believe that we're already wrapping up season four of the podcast. I started this show on the heels of putting my other podcast, That's Pretty Woo, on hiatus when COVID was just starting to get serious here in the U.S. And we had been doing That's Pretty Woo, my partner Jordan and I, had been doing that for a while. We loved it so much and the world changed. Everything changed. It felt like in an instant, even though maybe it wasn't really that instantaneous. Um, It was just a crazy, crazy time. If you remember, of course you do. We all do. We all lived through it. And when I reflected back on why I love the podcast so much, it was really in part due to the medium itself. Podcasting is, as you may know, since you're a listener listening to this, it's this wonderful way to connect where you're able to go about your daily business and still soak up stories, insights, wisdom, inspiration, entertainment, take a break from the monotony of your day-to-day and elevate where you are. I mean, there's so many podcasts out there now, but I've been a listener of podcasts since I was in college. So that was before 2000. 2007, because I graduated college in 2007. And I remember it was quite a process to download podcasts back then onto my iPod. And, you know, there was like a few different steps that you'd have to take. I think we even downloaded them from people's websites. I'm not, I can't totally remember. I just recall that it took a few steps. And there was a few podcasts in particular that I really loved and they were all kind of around sort of the same topics that I talk about now, connecting to yourself, being in the present moment, trusting your intuition. One was about yoga and one of them was about Zen Buddhism. And I mean, I listened to so many shows as podcasts have evolved and grown into this incredible medium that we have today. And still, it's kind of interesting that the shows that I listened to way back when were just pretty much normal people like you and me. Um, It wasn't some big media mogul with a huge studio setup uh, because radio was really big back then. So, you know, those people had radio shows, but if you were doing a podcast, it was kind of this fringe thing. And now it seems that lots and lots of people have podcasts, right? Like it's a very accessible medium, but still there's so many folks who are in their closets with a you know microphone that they bought on Amazon, not Radio Shack. <laughs> and um, it's just, I don't know, it's been so fun to be both a guest on people's shows, 
to be a podcast host now for two different shows and also to be a listener of podcasts today. A few of the podcasts that I'm really enjoying right now are The Line with Ashley Wood, In Repose with Caitlin Curiosity, which Caitlin was on Celebrate Cultivate, and I'll link to that episode in the show notes at KayleenElise.com so you can listen. I was also on the Rule Breaker podcast with Casey Crow Taylor right before both of us went out on maternity leave. So if you haven't listened to that over on her show, it's a really good episode if you are interested in birth stories and talking about intuition and business. We kind of cover a lot of different topics and we were both pretty pregnant when we recorded that. One of the things about wrapping up this season four here towards the end of this year is that I'm thinking a lot about where I want to take the show in the next year, right? And I almost said 2015. I don't know where my brain is. Maybe I need a little bit more coffee. (laughs) It's 2022 next year. Can you believe it? So in thinking about season five, I'm going to start that here at the beginning of December. So I'm going to take next week off. But when we come back for season five, a few of my intentions are to come back to the root of the podcast. So really focusing on celebrating the good in life, cultivating more of what we want, getting to what is intuition and how to use it in our everyday lives. Talk about using inspiration to help us connect to things like alignment and flow and manifestation and really to hold intentions as we flow through our everyday life. So those are some of the things that I'm really focused on. And as I look to the new year, a few other things that you can think about, look forward to, expect from me here are more courses. So I did just launch a new free course called 21 Days to Intuition. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you totally should. It's 21 days of prompts and practices to help you connect to and strengthen your intuition. And you can sign up for that over at KayleenElise.com. I'm getting really good feedback from those of you who have signed up and started to flow through those daily practices. I'm also on a new platform for my courses. So once you've gotten on with 21 Days to Intuition, you'll also see as new courses come out. And some that you can look forward to in the future are a manifestation course that I've been working on that I'm super excited about, and also an intro to intuition. So for those of you who are just getting started or want to take that next step after doing 21 Days to Intuition, the intro course will be perfect for you. And I'm also really looking forward to really releasing some bi-monthly moon meditations, one with the new moon and one with the full moon. That's an idea of mine and something that I've really wanted to do for a while. And so when that flows, when it feels good and aligned, I'll get that up and running. And I'm sure it's just going to be a wonderful co-creation with you and the moon itself, which is a very powerful thing. All right, let's get into some of these questions because I'm excited to answer them. And I really appreciate those of you who took the time to send a few questions in. This is going to be fun. 
So Allison ATX sent in three questions. The first one she said is, what is your favorite article of clothing that you own? (laughs) Which is kind of like opening a can of worms when you ask that, Allison, because I am, it's not like a simple answer right now. I'm very much in flux in my body, right? I was pregnant all of this year. I am no longer pregnant, but I am still I'm just two months postpartum, so my body is still healing and I'm still recovering and adjusting to this new body that I'm in. And so my closet is very much a work in progress. But at the moment, um, there's a pretty cozy sweater that I got from Jenny Kane that I purchased for our family holiday cards. It's white. It's delicious. It's so snuggly. And living in Austin, I've had very few opportunities to wear it so far, but I'm really excited about the winter because it's going to be my go-to when it's cold out. When we did our family photos, we did them at the house and I cranked the AC up so that I would be comfortable and not too hot (laughs) in my super fuzzy sweater. And then I also just opened up this morning, actually, a pair of um, postpartum jeans from, I think the brand is pronounced Blanky, Blanky, B-L-A-N-Q-I. I'll put there a link to these in the show notes into both these things. But these jeans are super soft. They have a like panel that is super high-waisted, really comfortable, but it covers your belly for breastfeeding. So, you know, I used to wear like a nursing tank and then jeans and then a shirt on top, so many layers. It's not my favorite thing, but it's super functional. Now I can just wear my new jeans that have a panel that covers my belly. So I have some, you know, I feels a little bit more comfortable breastfeeding in public when my belly isn't showing. And um, it's a lot easier to just lift my shirt up, tuck my baby under and nurse on the go, which I'm not nursing a ton in public right now because we're not going out a lot. I'm taking it pretty easy, keeping it close to home. But, um, you know, it's still, I'm nursing around the house and I'm taking the baby to the doctor today. And it's just, it's just nice to have a pair of jeans that I feel good and comfortable in. So I'm excited about these. And, um, yeah, thanks for that question, Allison. The next one she sent in is what's your favorite board game or party game? Oh, you know, with three little kids, we're not playing a ton of board games or party games right now, but Back in the day, uh, Cornhole and Beer Pong were some of my favorite games (laughs) that Adam and I would play a lot when we would hang out with friends. And when I'm with my grandparents, um, one of our favorite games is Euchre, which is a card game that you can play. I think it's you have to have four people play. Um, And I think it originated in Northeast Ohio, Ohio area. I'm not totally sure. I've never heard of Euchre until I started um, playing with my grandparents and my husband, Adam, who's from Ohio. My grandparents are from Ohio, and they were all very excited that they knew how to play. And so I learned. And now when the four of us are together, we play lots and lots of Euchre. 
I like to play cards. Um, that is like one of the things that Adam and I do sometimes. And when we go to Las Vegas, not that you asked about this, but I would classify all things in Las Vegas as a party game. Um, Las Vegas is one of our favorite places to go, Adam and I. And before we had kids, we went a lot, a lot, a lot. And I went to school in Las Vegas at UNLV. So I have a fondness for the place in my heart. When we go, we love to play craps and we also love to play blackjack. Those are two of our favorite games in Las Vegas. So that was a fun question. Thanks, Allison. And the last one is best and hardest part of transitioning to having this third baby. Okay, so I think that's a two-part question because the best part is not the hardest part. (laughs) I would say the best part is just him. It's so unbelievable when you meet a new person and a baby and you're just like totally obsessed and completely in love. It doesn't happen always in the same way for everyone. But with Neil, I have just fallen head over heels in love with him. Everything just seems to make sense. Like he was an extremely large baby. He was 10 pounds, seven ounces when he was born. And that alone was, and we also didn't know his gender. So we didn't know how big he was and we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. And when he was born, we didn't know, I didn't know all that right in the first moment, right? We didn't actually get him weighed for, I guess, an hour or so after he was born. We just knew he was like, the nurses said, oh, wow, big baby. Um, But we didn't know how big. And Knowing how big he was made a lot of things about my pregnancy made sense. And he, I, I kept saying when I was pregnant, gosh, this is the most active baby I have ever had in my three pregnancies. Like he is moving around so much. And I think now it wasn't necessarily that he was like the most active. I think it's just that I felt it more because he was bigger, especially towards the end. Um, but he's super cuddly. He's so sweet. He's just really kind of folded into the rhythms of our family life. So that has been wonderful. And I'm just so excited to continue to be part of his life and watch him grow and get to know him more and more as he becomes, you know, his own person over the years. The hardest part of transitioning to having this third baby is just the you know, time management of things. And I have a lot of support, a lot of resources that I feel very grateful and super privileged to have access to. Adam's still working from home and we have a full-time nanny who helps us and our oldest is in kindergarten. So there's a lot of factors at play in terms of me being able to spend so much time and energy with Neil one-on-one while Claudia, our nanny, and Adam take care of the big kids. But it's definitely a challenge to just, you know, have like all of the puzzle pieces together and make sure everybody's getting what they need and that things are running smoothly. And I definitely do not feel like I have a strong handle on that right now. But I also am just really trying to be patient and know that it's going to be a while before I feel like I have a handle on that. And it's going to ebb and flow, right? Like I'm not going to be on top of my game in regards to managing the family. Um, maybe once a day for, you know, once a year or something. I have no idea, (laughs) but my expectations are low. I'm trying to be gentle with myself on that. And, you know, just trust that like everybody's fine. Everything's okay. And if three kids are crying at the same time, like that's totally allowed. It's, it's going to happen. All right. So here's the next question. H Teeps asked, 
what do you know about sound baths? And I just love that these questions kind of like are jumping all over the place. I didn't know a lot about sound baths until relatively recently before I um, went out on maternity leave. My friend Christy and I went to this amazing retreat center spa place here in Austin called Miraval. And while we were there, we took I took two sound baths. Um, I guess that's the correct phrase to use. Um, We did one that was more of a traditional Tibetan sound bath. And then I did another that was like more of like a crystal bowl sound bath. And they were amazing. I didn't bring like a paper and pen and take notes on what the instructors were telling us as they were explaining the significance and meaning to everything. But in the more traditional sound bath, we, I, I didn't know this, but you put your head towards the bowls, the singing bowls and your feet away from them. So the resonance from the bowls like comes straight to your head. You lay back on a mat, like get all cozy. We had blankets wrapped around us, even though it was summertime. So it was really warm outside, but we still got cozy. And when she played the bowls, you just kind of get lulled into a meditative state. I think some people fell asleep and you just kind of, I felt the the way it felt was that I was like floating above the ground. I wasn't levitating, okay? <laughs> but it felt like I was floating, like there was space between my body and the, the ground um, below, even though I still felt very supported. Like it wasn't, it was like a grounded feeling still. It's hard to explain, um, but it was, it was really, really amazing. And the instructor was explaining to us that these songs that she was playing have been passed down lineage after lineage and that they've been used for healing for thousands of years and that different ailments have different prescriptions, so to speak, of different songs. So there's one for migraines and there's one for depression. And the healers in the Tibetan villages would use these songs to to heal. So, you know, I like I said, I wasn't taking notes, but this is my recollection. And it was it was a really amazing experience. And then I went to a different sound bath with the crystal bowls and it was like a chakra healing. And I liked that one. It was definitely more of like what I expected in terms of a sound bath. Um, But I would say maybe my favorite was the Tibetan one. So if you get a chance to do that, either of them, I would highly recommend it. Check it out. Um, They are quite popular right now. So I've seen them pop up here and there in Austin. And I don't know if you can you know, do it online virtually, but I'm sure there's a way. (laughs) So thanks for the question. Okay. Heidi Fieldler asked, tell us about some amazing moment when the timing for something worked out just right. Okay. Well, I would say that, um, you know, looking back on my children's births, all three of them, the timing worked out 
beautifully. And when you are super pregnant and waiting to go into labor, it's really hard to understand that the timing's going to work out beautifully. But each time it really did. So for anyone who's pregnant or might be pregnant, um, if you are like on that trajectory of feeling super desperate and like you're going to be pregnant forever, um, just know that when it happens, it happens. And in retrospect, the timing for me just makes perfect sense. With my son, Owen, my oldest, um, he was six days past his due date, which is more pregnant than I think most people want to be. But I had a feeling that I was going to go past my due date. And so we made a plan to make that day really enjoyable and special, which I recommend because you don't really want to just be sitting around waiting for the baby to come. It's not a fun thing to do. So we went for a walk and Adam had found that um, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper were going on tour and they were, they did like this like lecture series sort of their best friends. And I love Andy Cohen um, from Bravo. I mean, he's just so funny. And I just, it was, sounded like a fun night and they were in town on my due date. So we didn't really want to buy tickets in advance because what if the baby came, we would be eating the cost of those tickets. But what we ended up doing was buying them the day of on one of those like ticket seller websites and got amazing seats like front and center. I mean, we weren't in the front row, but we were just a few rows back and it was the coolest thing. So that was a really fun way that timing kind of something worked out. And it was also just like, you know, the best way I could have spent my due date aside from having the baby, (laughs) which when he came, it was perfect. And I was very grateful that, you know, he didn't go much past his, his due date. Another fun story, which I've shared here before, but for those of you, it might be new. When Merritt was little, we were, I think on our first, yeah, we were definitely on our first trip from Austin to Ohio to go visit Adam's family. She was four months old. I was wearing her in the baby carrier and we, we flew through Charlotte. And that's where my dad lives. Um, That's the airport that he uses. But we didn't connect with my dad. We didn't tell him like, hey, we're flying through Charlotte or anything because we just had like an hour layover. Like it was a short transfer from one flight to the other. And so we had Owen, who was two, not quite two and a half, and Merritt, who was four months old. And so we had all the gear, the like car seat and the stroller and all of that. So I get off the plane in Charlotte and I've got Owen, who takes off at like a sprint. And I'm wearing Merritt in the baby carrier and I'm carrying the diaper bag and Adam's like behind, like way behind getting all the gear and stuff. And so I'm like chasing Owen around the corner, trying to catch up with him. And as we turn the corner at the airport, I see my dad sitting there. And I yell, Owen, that's Papa. And so, and Owen's like little, he doesn't really understand what I'm saying. And so he's like kind of oblivious and I'm like, dad, dad. And my dad is generally a semi oblivious person and definitely wasn't expecting anybody to be yelling dad, right? Like he wasn't in dad mode right then. And so finally, like we make eye contact. I flag my dad down. My dad was 
flying out that day and his flight was delayed. And so he had like gone over to the side, sat down, got on his laptop, wrapped up whatever he was doing. And he was getting to stand up to go board and we turned the corner. And so for just literally five minutes, our lives intersected in the perfect way where my dad got to meet his granddaughter for the first time. That was the first time he met Merritt. And I got to see my dad and Owen got to see his papa. And it was just this really cool, amazing thing. All right. So I hear the baby waking up from his nap in the background. So I'm going to wrap up this episode here. I have a few more questions from those of you who sent in. Um, I got quite a few about balancing business and work with the babies and the kids and the whole thing. So I think I'm going to do a full episode on that soon. And I might answer the rest of these questions in a blog post coming up. So stay tuned for that. And if you enjoyed this conversation today, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. I always love when I see those. Tag me at Kayleen Elise so I can thank you and connect with you. And I'll be back in December with season five. So I'm just sending you so much love and gratitude. And thank you again for being here with us for the last four seasons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sending so much love your way. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.